Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. Isn't he doing a fabulous job? Let's just take a moment to thank him. Wonderful. In the past number of weeks, we've been given some great insight into the character and attributes of Jesus Christ by looking more into his I am statements. And this morning, we are going to conclude this series with Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd. Please read with me from John chapter 10, verses 11 through 14. Starting at verse 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. In this passage of scripture, Jesus paints a beautiful picture of his love and his care for the sheep. Unlike the hired man who tends the sheep for pay and who cares nothing for the sheep, Jesus cares deeply for the sheep. The hired man's commitment only goes so far. When his own life is threatened, what does he do? He runs away. He abandons the sheep. He doesn't see the sheep to be worth risking his own life. The scripture made a point. They're not his own. Jesus, on the other hand, owns the sheep. He tends to the sheep. He cares to the sh- for the sheep, even to the point of dying for the sheep. And he didn't abandon his sheep when his own life was threatened. To the contrary, Jesus willingly laid down his life to save his sheep. His sheep are worth dying for. We are worth him dying for us in his eyes. Jesus is the good shepherd in every way. His goodness isn't determined by what's going on in the world around us. He is good in the midst of it. He is good in spite of it. By his very nature, Jesus is good. He's always been good. After all, he's God. We've heard Pastor Pat say in the past weeks, settle that in your heart. Jesus is God. When Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, he was calling attention to his inherent goodness. The word good in the passage of scripture is translated from a Greek word, kalos. Kalos has a broad meaning. It is defined as beautiful, excellent, surpassing, precious, suitable, excellent in nature and characteristics, 
genuine, approved, praiseworthy, admirable, magnificent, noble, beautiful by reason of purity of heart and life, affecting the mind agreeably, comforting and confirming. Jesus encompasses all of these attributes perfectly. He is good. He is the definition of good. And he is the good shepherd who never runs away. He is the good shepherd that never abandons his sheep. He laid down his sheep so that his sheep could be with him for eternity. Can you get more good than that? Are you with me? No, you can't get more good than that. His goodness is able to carry us through this life till we see him in in eternity where we're going to be forever. When Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, his listeners would have understood the metaphor of shepherding. Shepherding was a common occupation in the days of Jesus. Since it's not the case for here today where we are, I want to share some facts with you about shepherding. Now, this won't be an exhaustive lesson on shepherding, and I'm sure you could dig and find many more facts. So please don't send me an email and tell me about the facts I skipped today. I know I'm skipping some facts. (laughs) Nor do I claim to be an expert on the subject. But I hope it will give us some insight on Jesus, the good shepherd. In shepherding, the shepherd developed a close relationship with his sheep. The sheep know the shepherd's voice. They trust the shepherd. At the close of the day, shepherds would bring their flocks into a public sheepfold. Through the night, the sheepfold was guarded by a gatekeeper. In the morning, the shepherds would return to lead their sheep to good pasture. Each shepherd would call his own sheep by name. Even though the flocks had mixed together, each sheep knew its shepherd's voice. They would follow that voice to be led to good pasture. I love the reminder here. Jesus calls us by name. He knows our name. He knows us personally. He knows us closely. He knows us intimately. We're not just a number to him. We're not just a hey you. We have a name. We have an identity. And Jesus knows it. And he knows it well. Scripture tells us that there is a book of life. And the names of those who are his will never be erased out of that book. In Revelation 3, 5, Jesus said, I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and his angels that they are mine. He knows our name, and he calls us by name, and he will call us by name. The names of his sheep are written in that book of life forever. Did you ever try to schedule an appointment with someone, doctor or something 
that you really didn't want to miss, something that you wanted to make sure you had that appointment. And you're talking to the receptionist, and they say, I'll pencil you in. I don't like when someone tells me that they're going to pencil me in. If I make an appointment with you, I want you to put it in ink. I don't want it erasable. Remember that. (laughs) We want to be like permanent marker, don't we, in that book of life. Those who belong to Jesus listen to his voice. Those who belong to him follow him. They know him, and he knows them. We can say all day long that we follow Jesus, but if our life and our actions and our heart isn't evidence of that, who are we fooling? We may be able to fool the people around us, but we cannot fool an all-knowing Jesus because Jesus is God and he is all-knowing. Scripture is clear that Jesus knows his true followers. Jesus said in John 10, 27 and 28, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. His sheep listen to his voice. His sheep follow him. We need to be aware. There are voices out there that claim to come in the name of Jesus Christ. They claim to be Christians, yet they speak a completely different message than the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. These voices are like a wolf that attacks the flock and scatters the sheep. If someone tells you that sin doesn't separate you from God, that voice is not from Jesus If someone tells you that you don't need forgiveness of sin to have eternal life, that voice is not from Jesus. If someone tells you Jesus didn't die to save us from our sins, that voice is not from Jesus. If someone tells you that there are many ways to heaven and Jesus is only one of those ways, that voice is not from Jesus. Didn't we hear a couple weeks ago If there could have been another way, why would Jesus willingly have gone to that cross? Why would he have suffered such a horrific, agonizing death? He went to the cross because it was the only way that his sheep could be with him forever. Don't listen to those voices that pull you away from following the good shepherd. Know the word of God. It is the voice of Jesus Christ. He is the Word. Doesn't the Gospel of John tell us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's John 1.1. His voice will lead us to that good pasture forever. One of the characteristics about sheep is they're easily led. They are followers, as we heard from Mr. Rob Susan. If one sheep walks off the cliff, the rest will follow. 
How many of you were ever asked by your parents if everyone jumped off a cliff, would you? This is where that expression comes from, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Sadly, many sheep have met their demise by following another sheep into dangerous territory. In 2005, USA Today published an article that read like this. 450 sheep jumped to their death in Istanbul, Turkey. First one sheep jumped to its death, then stunned Turkish shepherds who had left the herd to graze while they had breakfast, watched as nearly 1,500 others followed, each leaping off the same cliff, Turkish media reported. In the end, 450 dead animals lay on top of one another in a billowy white pile. Those who jumped later were saved as the pile got higher and the fall more cushioned. That must have been quite a scene. Make sure you don't follow someone who is going to lead you into dangerous territory or take you to a bottom of a cliff. In several ways, sheep are very vulnerable. Without the watchful care of the shepherd, they can get in really big trouble. In the presence of a predator, they don't have it in them to defend themselves. It wouldn't be hard to steal a sheep. And sheep are easy prey for a ravenous animal. Let's not be naive. We have an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy the sheep. He comes in different forms. Often he looks like a sheep, but he is a deceiver. With a closer look, he's actually a wolf in sheep's clothing. We need to recognize deception. We need to recognize the lies of the enemy. Sheep are also vulnerable to the elements. Fast-moving water, rough water, is dangerous for the sheep. If they fall in the water, their wool gets so heavy, they can't move, and they can easily drown. The shepherd will lead them to a place of calm, still water, a place where they can drink and be refreshed. Maybe you feel like you're standing in fast-moving or rough water today, and your coat feels very heavy. You feel burdened, and you feel like you're ready to drown. I wouldn't be truthful if I told you I haven't had those times myself. I can specifically remember a time when I literally verbalized, I feel like I'm drowning. I feel so heavy. I was sitting on my stairs in my foyer and I was crying. And I looked up and I saw a tapestry that we have hanging above our stairs. And I have a picture of that for you to see. It's a picture of the good shepherd leading his sheep to that calm, still water. Psalm 23:2. He leadeth me beside the still waters. When I looked up at that picture, I knew the Lord was telling me, I don't need to stay in that fast-moving water. I need to trust 
his guiding hand. I need to put myself under the shepherd's care and he will lead me to a time of refreshing. And that's exactly what he did. Our good shepherd is very aware of those vulnerable places in our life. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our fears. He knows our anxieties. He knows everything about us. He calls us to follow him. He wants us to trust him. He wants to lead us to a place in him where we can drink and be refreshed. He refreshes our souls and he wants to do that for each one of us. A shepherd also provides protection and security for his sheep. We've heard that a shepherd uses a rod and a staff as tools of his trade. The rod was kind of like a little club and the staff was a slender stick, often with a hook at the end. As early as a child, the shepherd learns how to throw his rod with amazing speed and precision. He is skilled at using it to drive off predators or beat the brush, getting rid of snakes or other creatures. You can tell I don't like snakes. I don't really like saying the word. <laughs> the rod is also used for discipline. If a sheep wanders or approaches some kind of danger, such as a thorny bush or poisonous weeds, the shepherd throws the rod to send the sheep back to the flock. Now we don't like the word discipline in our own lives, but we need to remember, Jesus disciplines his sheep out of love for his sheep. His discipline is good, and it is for the good of the sheep. It deters us from getting deeper into those poisonous weeds. Hebrew 12.6 tells us that the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he loves his sheep. The shepherd also used a rod to examine the sheep. With the rod, the shepherd would skillfully separate the sheep's wool, looking for any hidden problems under that wool. With careful inspection, the shepherd would often discover parasites under the wool. The shepherd would expose that area and apply a special oil mixture to promote healing. This is a stark reminder to us our shepherd is regularly examining the hidden areas of our life, the areas that no one can see but him. He looks for those parasitic areas, those diseased areas that lead to sin. He exposes them so they can be dealt with and healed through repentance. But isn't it true? We try to keep those areas of our life hidden thinking no one will know. Scripture tells us nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him who we must give an account. That's Hebrews 4.13. It is best for us to deal with that sin in our lives before that day when all things are laid bare. 
The shepherd also uses his staff to keep his sheep in a safe zone. When a sheep is headed for unsafe territory, the shepherd gently applies pressure to the side of his sheep. With the tip of that staff, he nudges the sheep back into a safe direction, away from danger. How many of us have felt that nudge, that gentle pressure of our good shepherd's staff only to resist it and try to go our own way because we always think our own way is better? Sometimes we know we are not making the choices that the Lord would have us to make. We choose, we choose to ignore the gentle pressure of his staff. But before we know it, we are going to be in a place of big trouble. There is nothing fun about being stuck in thorns, about to drown, or at the bottom of a cliff. What seems fun now will only lead us to a place of regret. Let's not ignore the nudging of our shepherd's staff. It is the Holy Spirit working good in our lives. The shepherd also uses his staff to guide his sheep along a new path, through a gate, or along difficult, dangerous routes. At times, it was necessary for the shepherd to guide his sheep through a dark valley in order to reach good pasture on the other side. Without the leading of the shepherd, the sheep would never make it through that valley. The valley was dark. The valley was gloomy. It was filled with dangerous ravines, sudden drop-offs, hidden pits, predators. It was a place of uncertainty. Without the leading of the shepherd, the sheep would never make it through that valley. They would never see that good pasture. The relationship that the sheep had with the shepherd was vital for the sheep to make it through that valley and get to the other side. Our relationship with the good shepherd, Jesus, is vital for us to get through this life and it is vital for us to make it to the other side. Heaven is the ultimate good pasture. Life here can sometimes feel like that valley. There are times in life when it seems dark, when it seems gloomy. It can be frightening because we don't know what's ahead. It's a place of uncertainty. I think we can all say that we have had those valley experiences. Maybe some of you are in one right now. Be assured the Good Shepherd doesn't abandon his sheep. He is able to get you through that valley. Trust his guiding hand and stay close to him. He has a vision for what it looks like on that other side. And he wants to lead you to good pasture. Trust him. By nature, sheep are prone to wander. They lack direction. They easily get lost. If they stay lost, they don't have much hope for survival. Did you ever think of yourself as a sheep who was lost? 
Think about that for a moment. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but that's how Jesus saw each one of us. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. I want you to think about that as we watch this video. We have... soul has to live is if its shepherd will seek it out, find it, and rescue it. of us is like that little lost sheep who needed the love of his shepherd. Isaiah 53 6 says we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Whatever you're going through today don't ever doubt the love of the good shepherd he is good he is not the man who ran away and abandoned the sheep he is the one and the only one who died for the sheep so that we could be with him forever he loves his sheep and he wants to lead us and he wants to guide us all the days of our life until we see him and that ultimate good pasture. Can you say amen? Amen. 
Pastor Pat has something to share with you this morning. So he is going to close in prayer. May the good shepherd bless all of you. beautiful message and it's a great great uh, culmination of what we've been talking about for the past number of weeks some reminders of what we heard from Pastor Julie this morning the shepherd knows your name he knows your name do you know his voice are you following him are you listening are you hearing the good shepherd's calling your name or are you following the wolf? That's a, that's a great contrast. Think about that. Who are we following? Who are we listening to? The good shepherd who refreshes, who provides, who protects. He disciplines. He exposes. He exposes uh, those uh, areas of infection that we want to hide and he wants us to take care of them and deal with them and repent he doesn't want us stuck in the thorns of sin does he no no he's he's a good shepherd and he wants you in the good pasture he wants you in the good pasture for eternity eternal life and he'll never abandon you he'll never abandon you yeah, I, I'm reminded often of it, and Julie shared with you about that little tapestry on the wall as we walk up and down our stairs. That good shepherd is there all the time to lead us and to guide us, and he'll never abandon us. He's good. He is good because he's God. He is God in the flesh. Jesus said, I am, and I am in the Father. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the way and the truth and the life. He's the true vine. The resurrection and the life. He's the gate. He is the good shepherd. And I trust that you're following him this morning. God Almighty in the flesh. He's good and he's got us. I'll tell you what, I don't don't know uh, where you might be. And I know I've been up and down since March the 15th, all over the place. It's been an emotional roller coaster. And I'll tell you what, I've had some really down and bad days. When Julie was talking about, you know, being, being down, where are you? And, you know, where is this good shepherd? I've had those days. And, uh. I've had to preach to myself. Go listen to what I've said. You know, you want the people in the congregation to hear it. You ought to hear it too. I had to listen this morning too and take into what you're saying. Listened really well. Thank you. Yes, I did not have any notes of your your message. And God, He He helps us. And of course, I've had to go to the Word of God and just say. You know, Lord, help me. 
But last week, God gave me something, and I want to share with you. But as we close this entire series, I believe the I am God showed me something for all of us. As we had our prayer time last Sunday, and, uh, you know, we stand up here every Sunday and bring the needs of the congregation and pray I was over there just praying for all the needs that were mentioned. And there's typically a time, if you have a need on your heart, let's pray too. And as that was being mentioned, I just said, Lord, yeah, I have a need. I have a need here, right here. I don't know what's happening here. Every day seems to be uncertain. Not just with this infection and virus pandemic but all the things happening across our country I need help here with this your church I don't know why you put me here but you did I need help with the church and the school Parkway Christian School has been working diligently in the administration there and it's been a big big effort on their part to get the school open. Just so much going on. So I said, Lord, I need your help. And I believe God gave me a vision. He just showed me a simple picture. To me, it's just the, it was the hand of this good shepherd. And I saw this entire complex, all these buildings from the east to the west, from the chapel to the school, resting on this great hand I saw these fingers these fingers and on top of it all of the buildings here I said God thank you God we're in the hand of this good shepherd we're in his hand and that's it it's not it wasn't words from God or anything but it was this picture and I said thank you God we're in your hand we're in your hand I want to share that with you I don't know where you're at today God, it's got us. He's got you. The I am God knows your name. And maybe tomorrow's not promised, but he has you today. Are you listening? Are you hearing? Are you following him? Because if you're not, you need to be. Now, the wolf is out there and he wants to take you out. And that's a reality and it's a, something we heard as a matter of fact today, the wolf wants to kill you. He wants to steal and rob and destroy. But good, the good shepherd loves us. He wants us for eternity. Let's pray. Let's pray. And if, if uh, you've never believed that, believe it in your heart today, Lord. If there's any here, any within our listening voice that's never trusted you as the I am God Almighty creator of the earth, good shepherd who will love us, protect us, care for us, provide for us. Discipline us. Teach us. All of it, God. I just pray any person whose heart needs to turn, God, that they would. And they would turn in repentance to you and say, I need that. I need that. The wolf's been trying to destroy me. The wolf's been trying to take me out. God, I pray if there's any pray, I need that. And they want to turn in their heart. God, you'd receive them today, Father, in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who died on that cross for us. He gave his life. The good shepherd laid down his life for us sheep that we might live forever.
God, I pray that, that those, those who are praying that, they see themselves as that sheep that's lost. And there's the shepherd calling, hey, I know your name. He's calling your name. Turn to me. I want to take you with me. Oh, Lord, I just pray right, right now that you'd receive them. Receive them. Thank you. And Lord, for all of us who've uh, heard your voice, followed you, trust you as the good shepherd, but maybe we've doubted from time to time. We've sat on our staircase and cried, or we've been wherever. God, I just pray you'd reassure us. That good shepherd has us. He's got us by the, the, the hook of that staff, and he's holding us tight. And he'll watch us and protect us. Reassure us of that, God, that we can walk with him right by his side. Thank you, God, and bless us. And I thank you, Lord, that we know and trust we're in his hand, the hand of the good shepherd. Today and every day you have for us, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for sharing with us all Jesus and what he said about I am. Now bless your people, God. Bless them, bless them, and keep them. Watch over them, as your word says. And we ask it, Father God, in that name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.